That six minutes went by real quick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, whenever I hear that type of like really shreddy guitar stuff, whether it's like that or like Joe Satriani or anything like that, <laughs> the first thing that I think of is always that it would sound exactly at home in either like a video game or an anime. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, this one particularly. <laughs> yeah, especially this one. It's just like it it's exactly that vibe and it's that was really cool. Oh yeah. Like this is actually a quarantine album too. Oh really? He did it in like a in his home studio? Not in his home studio. I think he did it at like a All he said was Dream Theater HQ and I don't exactly know where that is and I should because I know nearly everything about Dream Theater, but he uh it was just him and uh, a common state dream theater engineer, and they did the whole thing by themselves. And then, of course, the drummer and then the bassist came in under social distancing guidelines. But he actually mm -hmm. wrote half of it under quarantine, too. <laughs> and so imagine... <laughs> Imagine uh, that your job is only that you engineer for Dream Theater and Dream Theater side projects. I and know. you can pay your bills doing that. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he started as an intern at the studio when they were recording Dream Theater's 2013 self-titled album. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah he's, it's been their engineer That, that sounded since. super cool. Oh, yeah, it's a great sounding album. And like the whole thing just has this sort of happy, lighthearted atmosphere, which is great considering like everything right now. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's also interesting when you uh, like compare that to like uh, Distance Over Time that came out last year, because that was a lot more of kind of like the bleak sort of, you know. Oh, yeah. Dr dream theater, you know, that sort of uh, headspace. Yeah, I mean, one which of the... was also a very good album, though. Oh, yeah, that's a phenomenal album. But yeah, this uh, there's a lot of really good songs on here. There's there's one that genuinely surprised me called Out of the Blue, and it's like a jazz blues song, and it's so cool. That sounds amazing. I would yeah. love to see, like, you know, Shred God John Petrucci doing, like, doing jazzy stuff like that. That would be cool. Oh, yeah, it's great. I need to listen to that as well. Oh, yeah. Track five on the album. Yep. It's also got like a super cool al uh, album cover. Oh, yeah. It has an absolutely great album cover. And it sort of reminds me of the first album he recorded solo. Like they both have that sort of crashing impact sort of. Sort oh, of yeah. What were you going to ask, though? Oh, I was just going to say that having Mike Portnoy on the album sort of gives a lot of like this old school dream theater vibe to a lot of these songs. But it also has a bit of liquid tension experiment. And I mean, it also sounds a bit like his first solo album, too. So it has. I don't know. It's just a very well-rounded sort of album. Walking that line of all of his like various eras. Yeah, it, it definitely does a really good job of balancing familiarity and also feels very fresh yeah and that that's really hard to do oh especially yeah, when you've been at you know you've been in the game for like 20 years oh yeah 30 actually oh yeah i suppose right yep <laughs> 
And that's another thing. He's such a great, great composer. Like, I mean, he gets all the credit for being like just this magnificent guitar player, but he's also a very like accomplished composer. I well, mean, I didn't I didn't realize until I was reading his bio here on Spotify that he was also the lyricist of uh, Dream Theater. Oh, yeah. Like he's sort of been the creative direction for Dream Theater ever since Mike Portnoy left. And I mean, hell, Dream Theater's 2016 album, The Astonishing, the two hour rock opera, all of that came from him. Like the lyrics, the story, the music and everything. It was just him. And then but also like the keyboardist contributed half of the musical direction as well. I always find it interesting when the vocalist is not the lyricist. Yeah. Like in bands and stuff like that, like Mm -hmm. uh, Rush was the same way because uh, Neil Peart was the lyricist, even though Getty Lee was the vocalist. That's right. Yeah, Yeah, I think that is sort of like this this uh overlooked creative genius yeah i i think that uh i think that that would be a fair statement yeah. for sure i think that he's definitely not overlooked for his guitar playing oh, but absolutely for, you know all of his other stuff you know uh lyrics and just like creativity when it comes to that type of stuff mm-hmm. i i could i could agree with that statement yeah so I think that that is going to do it for yeah. our first episode of the Fresh Finds podcast. Again, if you would like to listen to these songs, since they're not being played in the actual episode, you can either go to the comments or the uh, description, wherever I end up putting it, and there should be a link to a Spotify and a YouTube playlist. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts. Your next career move could be your best. Verizon Retail is where people learn, grow, and succeed. We offer the potential to earn up to $50,000 annually and amazing benefits that start on day one. Get perks including half off your wireless phone plan, up to $8,000 per year in tuition assistance, and a 401k match to help you reach your goals. Pursue your ambitions today. Learn more and apply at verizon.com forward slash retail careers.